welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. We're talking today about Community Reads, the programs that bring a community together to read and experience one book. I'm so pleased to welcome my guests, Laura Orta and Linda Toomey. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, just quick, by way of quick introductions, uh, Laura is the director of LCC's Center for Engaged Inclusion and coordinator of LCC's Beyond the Book program, and they are our Jedi. I just, I have to share that. They are our Jedi guide to premier and bespoke training and education in justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion, thus Jedi. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Linda Toomey is Director of Marketing and Business Development for McLaren Greater Lansing. Her department facilitates educational programs and promotes health-based seminars for the community called HealthWise. And she's a former LCC employee. She was with LCC Marketing. So it's great to have you back here, Linda. Thank you. And thank you, Laura, for joining us. I'm really, this, this, uh, the focus on community reads is near and dear to my heart. It's, it's something I've been in, involved with at LCC for at least a dozen years. Um, and community reads are often called one book, one community programs. They exist around the globe from library and school initiatives. Sometimes they're initiated, I've read, by mayor's offices to so many other organizations that find value in connection over a common read. It is a powerful experience. So many people reading the same book, sharing ideas and reactions, coming together to learn and understand through a particular story. And so the inspiration for this conversation and, and bringing you two together with me came last spring when, Linda, you happened to let me know, and I don't remember, was it on Facebook maybe? It was, you reached out somehow and you said that one of LCC's one books had inspired you to uh, propose a specific art project. This was a book you had read when you were here at LCC, but now working at McLaren, you were inspired by this this book to propose this art project at the new McLaren Hospital, and it just blew me away that that read, you know, ten years ago, is having this that that the impact of that book continued to have an impact on you, and now it results in something that just ripples throughout the community. So I'm going to let you talk about that in just a minute, but first, Laura, I'd love to start talking uh, with talking about. LCC's Community Read program, which is now called Beyond the Book. And, and can you tell us a little about its mission and how it evolved from one book to Beyond the Book? Absolutely. So LCC had started the one book program and we're doing fantastic things with it. When our current chief diversity officer started, Dr. Tanya Bailey, she saw that one book wasn't really enough to dig into all the different ideas around justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And so she said, let's do four books. She That's a big change. It really was. It really was. I still hear a lot of people asking me, where did the one book program go? And that's okay, because then I can show them, look, we're doing all these different. So now it's based around themes, um, gender and identity, cultural affairs, um, 
race issues, all different themes. There's four themes exactly. And last year we had some great books, but they were heavy books. We read Cast, The Origins of Our Discontent. We read Educated. We read Mind and Matter by John Urschel, a former football player. And those books were great conversation starters. But the feedback from those books was hey, let's find something that's a little more relevant to students, but still exploring these topics. Mm -hmm. So this year we're running it as two books that we're reading from the four themes. And then the other two themes, I've put out a call and I'll do it again in August when everybody's back, to faculty, to staff, if you have written or presented or taught on any of these topics, once a month, we're going to have you come talk to CE at CEI, and, and which is the Center for Engaged Inclusion, and come in and cover what you have done. I know we've got a great book, Prisons, by one of our individuals, Rob Edwards. Rob Edwards, yep. yes. And um, that would be fantastic for them to have a platform to come in and share their works with everyone and get individuals interested in it. So this year, we're doing How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi, and we're pushing that out into the Lansing community and Great. we're hoping to get all of Lansing community that wants to be a part joining in that reading. So it's a community read again. And then the other book is Gender Queer, a Memoir, and that's by Mia Kobe. It is one of the most banned books out there. I was reading about that. Yeah. Now, this is, is this a graphic novel? Yes, it's a okay. graphic novel. And so I, I, feel like that's going to bring a whole new dimension of beyond the book. We're taking this topic and taking it into a visual more than just written words. And then with beyond the book, we do we try to bring in cultural things around food or around artwork or music related to the topics that we're covering. We're hoping to get a partnership in Lansing to bring Ibram Kendi to Lansing Community College in the spring of 23, either virtually or in person, to talk about things. And my goal is to have artwork and other pieces from students to show and be a part of that conversation. That's wonderful. I mean, that the one of the great values of of doing uh, a one book and beyond the book here on campus is the way that it can be folded in and expanded upon within the classroom. Faculty who have an opportunity, they I, I always love seeing how faculty make use of a particular book. I mean, sometimes it just aligns with what they're already teaching, yeah. but sometimes they'll find a way to incorporate it. I remember a few years ago, uh, one of the, it was the first year that we moved to Beyond the Book, and one of the books was uh, The Good Death from Here to Eternity, mm -hmm. Traveling the World to Find the Good Death, which is really an exploration of how cultures around the world uh, prepare what their death customs are. Right. And there was a class in the spring semester that Candy McEwen in psychology teaches about uh, death and dying. Yeah. And so for most of the, the discussion sessions, her students were participa participants yeah. in it, and they shared projects, and it was... For me, as a facilitator, it was incredibly enlightening to be there, hear the research that they were doing, and then also to see their responses to 
oh, I didn't know this. I had no idea. Why are we different? And to me, that's one of the beautiful things that these books and that so many of these books have in common is that it's sharing with us different perspectives and giving us a chance to say, is that different? How different is that? Maybe that's not so different. Maybe what's different is just this one piece of it, but not, you know, when you dig down deeper, there's exactly. a lot more similarity. Exactly. And, and I think by having it move into the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, that was one of the 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 ways that that conversation could be deepened and brought out. Absolutely. And it really is something for the students and the community to engage with and talk about and see from their point of views and see what lenses they have when they're viewing these different topics and different books. And so it's really been just a great opportunity to connect with individuals who maybe have never stepped into the Office of Diversity or Inclusion or in as students, you know, in the classroom, have this opportunity to see that your classwork doesn't stop once you've taken your final exam. You're going to carry that idea like Linda has from reading one of the books further into your life and it will show up again and provide you resources. Absolutely. So that's a great segue to you, Linda, and and your experience. Do you remember what year that was? I'm thinking it was like... 2014-15. 2014-15. Okay, excellent. And and that wasn't the first one book that the college did, was it? Okay, I know we had done outliers at one point tomato land i don't remember the exact order in which those yep tomato land was right after that okay um the shared experience of reading a book with other people who are reading it at the same time and being able to talk about that book together and kind of being in the same place i think has really resonated with yeah. me and i think that helps carry it along with you for your lifetime so obviously since it's been almost 10 years, seven years, seven, eight years since, since that, that Absolutely. book was read. And the book, I just want to introduce it, the, the book, uh, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, uh, the author is Rebecca Skloot. And I'm going to read just the, the quick summary that's on the back for folks that may not be familiar with it. Uh, it says, her name was Henrietta Lacks, but scientists know her as Hala. She was a poor black tobacco farmer who sells taken without her knowledge in 1951, became one of the most important tools in medicine, vital for developing the polio vaccine, cloning, gene mapping, and more. Henrietta's cells have been bought and sold by the billions, yet she remains virtually unknown, and her family can't afford health insurance. This phenomenal New York Times bestseller tells a riveting story of the collision between ethics, race, and medicine, of scientific discovery and faith healing, and of a daughter consumed with questions about the mother she never knew. And this book really, it it delves into, uh, I mean, incredible contribution that was made unbeknownst to her, but deeply, deep ethical issues of deeply problematic ethically for not having told this person that, you know, sign this release and maybe sign this release, but at least informing them. I mean, I feel like we would all be informed or want to be informed whether or not we chose to share that. Um, And this this book really explores that um, 
and it's it's interesting because there's a there's a the author does try and I think my perspective balance between the science and the uh, personal tragedy and the ethical questions that are in some ways still unanswered. And Linda, do you remember when when we read this? I be, I I was looking back and it seemed like we were hoping to have an event with her family attending, which I wasn't able to attend. Do you recall if that took place? I did, I do believe it did. I did not attend. Okay. I went to a smaller subset of a, a meeting and they had a photo of his her cell and it was just amazing and captivating. And that's what I really remember just seeing her cell. And you were talking about the book and what I found really interesting was that you have to have a lot of things align in order for a cell to be able to be replicated mm-hmm. in, in a lab. But if you look back, she happened to be by John Hopkins, where there was somebody who was really interested in cancer and the specific kind of cancer that she had. She happened to be sick at that time. Her cells happened to have been cultured at that time. And the people who were involved in the cell work they were just eager for any kind of cells to work with, and they would go if they found out there were cells around. And there was a woman who was specialized in cleaning and sterilizing, and they created all these things. Anybody else doing this may never have, have been able to make the cell live. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that all these things had to fall into place, and, and that part to me is really amazing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I thought about that was because you contacted me and said, tell me more about this display. And I yeah. thought, how how crazy is this? Because it was my experience at LCC. It was because of the one book, that shared experience going on in my career and being able to bring this to a different community. So that's just been really fascinating for me. Yes, yes. And and I I love that about the experience of, of this book for you. And so... Tell us a little bit about the the project that that uh, unfolded and and what were people's react like? What was your initial idea of it's it's th- this is for the new McLaren uh, Health Center um, and specifically it's in the Cancer Center, correct? Correct. Uh, and that is just it all just opened this past spring, right? Correct. Okay. So building a new hospital is quite an endeavor. And they were really great because they wanted to know about the spaces and how we were going to use them from everybody, whether it was the community or the nurses who used that room. We talked about even where the plugs were going to be located. So I was able to participate on the art committee. And we reviewed all the art. Art's very important in healing. We Mm -hmm. talked about all the different spaces. And they said, we just don't have anything for the cancer center yet. And then I brought up the idea of Henrietta Lex, and a lot of people didn't know her story. Mm-hmm. So I shared her story, and they're like, wow, this is quite amazing. So our design firm, Pace & Howe, which is located here in Lansing, ran with that with another company called Image360 here in Michigan, and they created a three-panel display of Henrietta Lex. And it, it displays her cells, it displays her timeline and her history, and it's an educational piece. And there's a picture of her as well. There is a picture of her. And uh, when you talk about the impact that it's had, I had no idea at the time what it was going to do. Um, We were preparing to open the new hospital. A gentleman was there working, and he's talking to his coworker. He's like, did you see the display down the hallway? You have to see it. It's all about Henrietta Lacks. Do you know who she is? Oh, you don't know who she is? 
I'll take you down there. And he further explained to me that he gets so excited about the display awesome. that he reads the timeline to people because they can't read it fast enough. And he's so excited <laughs> to share that story and to make sure people know about all of her contributions. That's And, and what is his position? He's an IT What's an IT? Uh, information technology. Okay. He was helping us with installing our computers, and he just happened to be in the building and saw that space and was just really taken by it and took people down there to show them the display. That's that's tremendous. Yeah. That's, and, and so tell us a little bit, at, so our listens, listeners can, can kind of picture it, and also I should say McLaren, anybody can go and... I mean, you don't wander through the halls of a hospital freely, but the cancer center, those main halls, I think, are open. They but are. Have you been there, Laura? I have not been there yet. Okay. It, yeah. It's really an amazing space. So the first part of the hallway, you'll see a timeline, which talks a little bit about her history and then how the cells were um, replicated and what they've done through to today. And then you turn the corner, and there's another display, which pictures uh, her cells that are colored, which are amazing, and I have a, a message of thankfulness to her. And then the next display, it kind of looks like a periodic table um, display of her name, of the cell, Gila. And then it has little vignettes of her cell behind it. Hmm. So it's it's wow. really a, a wonderful piece to go and see. And it's done on a, uh, I think it's a sort of metal material. It's multimedium. Multimedium. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 quite substantial. I, it, I was thinking, boy, you could have like a little library with these books there. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like then it. people could delve in further and really, yeah, yeah, with our LCC bookmarks. No. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, it, it, the, the, the thirst for knowledge and the so many fascinating stories. I mean, for this... A book like this, and I think all, it seems to me one thing that almost all the books have in common is that they can, they hit on a lot of different levels. Laura, can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, absolutely. So every book that is chosen really tries to encompass all four of our themes. So that we're looking at gender, we're looking at race, we're looking at global experiences related to it. And in doing so, we then can have people really crack open a new world to themselves in a way that, you know, I identify in the LGBTQ plus community and so many individuals who are uh, heterosexual say, well, I, I understand kind of, but I don't. And so having stories, right? Storytelling is the way to bring everyone into the experience so there is that more tangible understanding of it. And then to have it represented by art like you're doing, that's amazing, Linda. I can't wait to get over there and check it out. So, yeah. and that that is one of the many parts to me that are the reason it moved from one book to be on the book so that we can see that it's not the story itself, but there's these timelines and then her family can't afford health care today. Come on now. Yeah. Right. What right. inequities are there? And then that opens a whole nother kind of conversation. And why can't they and what causes that for them? So to me, any story has so many levels to it. It's not just, a, oh, this is this individual, and once you're done, you'll step outside. It's this is this story, and think about how it applies to you or people you know, and in the future, how can you bring that in? And so 
really good opportunities for interdisciplinary classroom work. When I think about, I think about a book like this where race and gender uh, absolutely could be those um, ways into it as well as her specific story, but also science and human services. Mm -hmm. And so the, the opportunity for, for us here at LCC with uh, Center for Engaged Inclusion, but also for the faculty to, you know, see how can that, that can really help advance critical thinking. I mean, you don't have to say we now have a lesson on critical thinking, which everybody's <laughs> going to like snooze, but, but just like the, the fellow who w- responded and was so excited, Linda, at McLaren, you know, that, that again, the, the, the spark that, that, you know, sort of quenches a bit of thirst for knowledge um, is really, really powerful with a book. One of the things that I've seen um, just in the, the, the time that, that we've been doing a, a community read here at LCC, most of the books for quite a while were um, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And then we, I think with The Hate You Give, that was the first fiction book. Yeah. And that really, really, really captivated the student population and we'd planned and had the author um scheduled to come in and speak and uh angie thomas and unfortunately that that didn't happen um but uh you were saying laura that that you're hoping that there can be a way for ibram kendi to to come in so you're looking to build community partnerships to to make that happen and because Ibram's book talks uh, about intersectionality in a way, and intersectionality is everybody has it. It's all the uniqueness about you. It's um, what religion do you go to? What is your favorite kind of ice cream? What is your favorite tacos if you like tacos, right? All of these different layers. You know, there's a high level that you can say, well, it identifies these certain characteristics. But no, I take it down to if you're identical twins, you're still separate and have differences because of your intersectionality. And so Ibram's book goes category by category, gender, um, talking about the difference between individuals who are black or African-American from the United States and how they treat individuals from around the globe Hmm. who come in and identify as black, but from other countries. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's still racial tension there and the issues around colorism. And that's what both of the books this year that we're doing as community reads really do. They're not single topic. Audre Lorde said there's no single issue in diversity. And so that's to me what books I look to represent for Beyond the Book. And it's community feedback. We have a a website in Beyond the Book at LCC where people can submit their suggested readings. I'm getting a lot of poetry suggestions, so Mm. I bet 2324 is going to include a poetry book. Nice. So just really what do people want? What maybe aren't they experiencing? And how do we keep it at a level that is digestible by everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are good goals. And and it's it is continually uh evolving. Yes. You know the the activities that that are related to the book can really really help all people absorb and learn and and be open. And you mentioned Linda the small group that you participated in uh 
the Henrietta Lacks book. Do you recall any of the other uh, with Tomato Land? Any of the the activities? I remember we had um, we did have speakers in. Um, we had big presentations in Dart um, about farming, and our Health and Human Services was involved in that. Mm-hmm. I found really drawn to the periodic discussions together just to talk about some of the topics that were uncovered and to share that time together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that you've continued, Laura, yeah. that to have sort of discussion sessions. Yeah. And I know through the pandemic, we all jumped on, well, we didn't just jump. We kind of went, what are we doing? And <laughs> found our way uh, pretty impressively, actually, because it opens some makes things more accessible in some ways. I mean, in other ways, it limits access for yeah. people who don't have have the access. But uh, um, we were able to, to you know, have some really good discussions yes. that way. Um, besides the possibility of bringing in an author, <laughs> uh, do you have other specific things that you've got planned? Absolutely. So through the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, we have an Ideas in Cinema, and of course that's an acronym for Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Access. And we show a movie monthly, and we show it virtually so people can, you know, come and take a part of it. Um, We do that in collaboration with what we're doing as a whole, kind of thematically but not thematically and you know beyond the book we'll make certain to have movies that talk about gender and movies that talk about race and just really kind of pull it apart from a whole different venue I also depending on how our polydemics go um, would really love to do cooking around you know the different cultures related you know gender queer the individual who wrote it uh, is comes from a very diverse area. And so talking about the cultures of how food is brought into socialization and how cookbooks are written for specific audiences and they're not digestible by other audiences, all kind of starts to build on each other just from looking at a graphic novel. That's I love that. I was just reading, this is just an aside, but speaking of cooking, I was reading an article that a friend shared, I think, was it The Walrus? A, a publication I wasn't familiar with, that might not be the name, but it was about somebody who was uh, in college learning to cook, taught themselves to cook, and somebody said, oh, that smells good, what is it, garlic? And then they saw the big jar of garlic that they'd scooped, and, and the cook was shamed, and um, it went on to talk about how um, what an ableist point of view that ultimately is. Yeah. I mean, and how there can be this whole haughty thing going on with food. So that's a. I mean, that may not tie in exactly with this book, but I'm just throwing that out there. That'd be a really interesting thing mm-hmm. to to explore. We just have a couple more minutes left, and um, so a question for each of you, Linda. I'm curious how. Uh, would you see community reads potentially having an impact again on McLaren health systems? Well, that's a complicated question. It is a complicated (laughs) question. And maybe it's as personal as, what book are you reading at LCC, Melissa? Can I join in? Sure. Well, the one thing that I've realized through our discussions about this is that, to be quite honest with you, 
I'm not a reader. So this was really a great opportunity for me. Like I felt welcomed into the reading community and reading the book. So I think in a way it's more about a methodology and the culture of reading and learning more. Um, so that's, that to me was really welcoming and inclusive for being a part of that experience and being able to have this particular book become a part of me. But I think you'll be able to do that with all the beyond the books. And if you really even expand to the great things that happen here at the college, there are so many great activities and meeting people and being a part of groups and having these shared experiences that so many people will carry with them when they go out into the world and do other things. That's so I think wonderful. Yeah, we you. see LCC everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I do need to draw our conversation, our wonderful conversation to a close. So thank you both, Linda Toomey and Laura Orta, for joining me for this conversation. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to listen to this and other episodes of Galaxy Forum and all the LCC Connect programming. Visit lccconnect.org. Special thanks to Dedalian Lowry, LCC Connect technical producer, and to Andy Callis for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect. Thank you.